to In the Country with your host, Dave Woods. This is the radio show where country music gets up close and personal. Spend some time in the country and get to know our guests. Spend some time in the country where the music's the best. The latest news and memories, two great stories that get told. Spend some time in the country, now it's time we start the show. My pleasure now to welcome Madeline Merlot to the show. Man, we got some great music of hers to play, including her latest single, a great new song called Motel Flamingo. Stay tuned for that. And we'll also be talking about the Cavendish Beach Music Festival coming up July 7th through July 9th, happening in Cavendish Beach, PEI. Uh, three stages of entertainment. Man, they've got huge names, including Zach Brown Band, Little Big Town, Brothers Osborne, Kip Moore, Chad Brownlee. The list goes on and on. And on Saturday, July 8th, my guest on the show today, Madeline Merlot, will take the stage at that wonderful festival. Welcome to the show, Madeline. Thank you so much for having me. It is always a pleasure. We've uh, talked before on the show, and it's uh, great to chat. And the uh, big thing right now, you just come off of the uh, Dean Brody Tour, the beautiful Freak Show Tour, uh, throughout the month of May. Tell me all about that. Gosh, it was, I think, you know, one of the best months of my life. Um, it was such a fantastic way to play music, um, kind of having the same crew and same setup every day and, and a different crowd every night. And uh, I feel like we, my band and I got really tight and, and things started to sound really cool. And I just got to meet so many of my fans, which is incredible. And traveling with Dean and the James Barker band was such a great experience overall. It's got to be great, too, uh, meeting the fans that knew you and are, are letting you know how much they love your music, obviously. But you're probably getting a chance to meet some new fans who maybe went to see Dean Brody and uh, the bonuses they got to uh, get to know you. Yeah, absolutely. And I find that, um, you know, I'm a huge fan of Dean Brody's music and I feel like he's versatile and he's got, you know, those songs like Time that really kind of, you know, are, are very emotional. And then he's got, you know, songs like Beautiful Freak Show that kind of like, you know, push the boundary on some things. And I, and I try to make my music like that as well. I want it to be versatile. I want it to make you feel things and make you want to dance and make you have all the emotions. So I hope that, you know, um, some of his fans were interested in my stuff as well. And you have got those kind of songs that make us feel and make us think, including War Paint uh, from your debut album, Free Soul. And that is such a cool song. There's an acoustic or more of a, I guess, a stripped-down version uh, on YouTube that people can check out, kind of piano-based. And then there's the single version. And that song has so many important things to say in it. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, my favorite song I've ever 
written and, and something that I'm very, very proud of. And I feel like it has been the most rewarding part of my career so far, just feeling wow. and, and hearing the stories of my fans and their, their connections to it and everybody applying their own stories as well. You know, it kind of had in my, you know, when I wrote the song, it had definitely a mental health kind of tone to it, but I've heard people, you know, talk about, you know, their mom had cancer and this is their anthem or they're being bullied and, and they can kind of cross over any type of heartache. And um, that's been so, so, so special. That's got to be awesome as a, a performer and a songwriter to have a song uh, that takes off like that and, and has that special place with fans because uh, it just shows the power of music with the right song and, and what it can do. Absolutely. it's it, And it really has, like you said, shown me the power of music. And, you know, I'm a... A, a new-ish, up-and-coming, you know, Canadian country singer, and I've had people tell me that my song saved their life. So you really do, you do see the impact of music mm, and wow. how big of a platform that we have, and and other, you know, you know, really popular artists have. Like you have such a huge impact on people through music, and you're given this opportunity um, to be heard. And and I think it's important to say something that is, you know, important and and can reach people mm-hmm. and touch people. So that's been really eye-opening. And your debut album, Free Soul, which people can check out at iTunes. Now, you had six singles. This is incredible. Six singles off one album. How did that feel to, to have that success? I mean, it's, it's incredible and super. I just felt really lucky every time that, you know, one of my singles was embraced um, from country radio and um, through the fans and you know, I put my heart and soul into that record, and it's it's diverse as well. You know, there's songs I wrote when I was 17 on there all the way up to a few months before it's released. So it kind of is an introductory to, to who I am, and then all those stories are mine. Mm-hmm. And I'm really proud of that record and um, ready to move on to the next one. It's it's a kind of a cool place because I feel like you have your introductory record, which kind of has to sum you up, and then the next one, there's a little less pressure. Interesting. And and on the next album, you can uh, – I mean, that's your springboard, the first one, as you just said. Now maybe you can stretch out. Maybe you can change it up a little. Do you feel that way, Madeline, that maybe there's a, a new style or a new sound you want to embrace for the next project? Absolutely. I find that, I guess this this might not be everyone's opinion, but for me, I find that if you look at an artist kind of like discography, they they can try different things throughout their records and and there's different sounds for each record and what period of life they were at and what season they were at and what they were listening to. And I've been really into kind of 70s music these days and been really inspired by Fleetwood Mac and Jimi Hendrix. And you can kind of hear that through Motel Flamingo. I wanted it to have a vintage kind of 70s feel to it. And Mm -hmm. um, I I think that's going to kind of carry through my new record as well. And it's exciting to be able to explore new sounds and just go, you know, follow your gut and where your heart is kind of telling you. And, And I think you're maybe able to do that and have a more specific record, if that makes sense. It does. And, and Motel Flamingo, it's just it's a cool title, first of all. So right away you wonder, what is this song about? You want to listen, just hearing the title. And uh, tell me when you first heard that demo, or however the song was played for you, Madeline, just your thoughts on it and, and uh, you know what, what attracted you to the song. Um, you know, it was one of those songs that I heard it and wanted to hear it immediately again because there was so, so much mu- um, lyrics in that song and so much 
it, it really just painted a picture for me and I felt like I was there and I loved that aspect of it and I love that type of songwriting as well the really specific Taylor Swift is famous for that you know when you really feel like you know what was she was wearing where she was at and how she felt and you feel like you're there with the mm-hmm. artist so that song gave me that feeling and it was a fun summer song and it's not about love and it's not about anything kind of typical it's about this shady motel and about kind of you know hanging out <laughs> with your friends and it's about who you're with and not where you are and the fun is free and and it's it has this type of wild kind of energy to it which i really love and you had a chance to i'm sure perform and debut it during that uh, Dean Brody tour, what's that like, well, specifically with this song, sharing it for the first time, and then you're seeing the fans react as you're performing? Uh, this, was, this one was so awesome. Like I said, it's so storytelling. Um, so you kind of watch people kind of following along, and I find that people hear more of the lyrics when it's live, and, and I really try to accentuate that, especially with that song. There's a lyric in it talking about, you know, the front desk guy that looks like CeeLo, and he smells like burritos, waving magazines at mosquitoes. And just to see people kind of laugh when I'm like saying he smells like burritos and yeah. I'm laughing. And you felt like that connection. And it's so silly and so different and cool. And, um, yeah, it was really cool to see people's reactions and to have people trying to sing along by the second chorus. And it's a great feeling to see it, you know, be received positively. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and we're going to play Motel Flamingo in just a bit here on the show. Uh, I know that you've got a lot of stuff going on this summer, uh, a lot of festivals, but the one we're going to focus on the show uh, is uh, Cavendish Beach Music Festival, July 7th through July 9th. You take part in it on July 8th. So this is going to be an amazing show. It's Atlantic Canada's largest outdoor concert. Tell me a bit about uh, how you're feeling about the big show there. That is like a bucket list show for me. Um, you know, I grew up in Vancouver. I grew up on the ocean, and so the ocean is very special to me, and, and I've heard just so much great things, and it just seems like a really awesome atmosphere, and you don't really get a chance to go to that part of the country, and I think it's so beautiful, and a, a lot of those fans I uh, haven't even met yet, so I'm excited to kind of make connections there and hopefully meet some new people and, and spread my music over to the East Coast. That is awesome. And anyone looking uh, to get tickets and learn more about the lineup can go to CavendishBeachMusic.com. And, I mean, there's all these big American acts. I mentioned earlier, Zach Brown Band, Little Big Town, Brothers Osborne, and a lot of great Canadian talent, including my guests Madeline Merlot and Tim Hicks, the Good Brothers, Gord Bamford, Aaron Goodwin. It goes on and on, uh, three stages over three days. It's going to be awesome, the Cavendish Beach Music Festival. Um, I want to turn to uh, the sixth single from your debut album, Free Soul, which has been on radio for quite a while recently, over and over, uh, written by Jason Blaine and Jeff Pardo. This song is great, and I'm sure, Madeline, that you heard from people that they can relate to this song, and they're probably going through the, the situation you're singing about. Yeah, and that's that's how I felt. Um, Jason Blaine and Jeff Pardo are two of my favorite people in Nashville and in the world. They're both so incredibly kind and we've written a bunch together and um, knowing that they kind of made that song made, made me kind of fall in love with it more and it, it, I felt it from beginning to end with that song and I had been in a relationship like that where you're kind of just stay with them and you don't know why and you know that you shouldn't but you're still there and it's I feel like so many people have been in that situation and I think writing music and releasing music is about you know making people feel connected and making people feel like they're not alone and I've heard so many people be like this is my breakup anthem thank you so um, I feel like it resonated. right absolutely let's hear it now this is Madeline Merlot and over and over on in the country 
staring at the phone I've been trying not to pick it up But I can't resist on a night like this, yeah Wanna feel your touch, wanna taste your kiss You know I never could tell you no And the beautiful voice of Madeline Merlot. That's uh, from her debut album, Free Soul. The song is over and over, and that is a great tune. Uh, and we have a brand new one coming up in just a bit, so stay tuned for that. Uh, the new album, uh, which Motel Flamingo will be part of, Madeline, is that all done? Is it all mixed and ready to go, or there's still some final touches? Yeah, definitely not. Um, this is one that I'm going to kind of take my time with. I probably have enough music to do a record, but um, I'm spending, I'm planning on spending some more time in the fall in Nashville and really just want to spend a few months just writing every day and just getting the best music possible. So I think maybe in the new year, it'll, it'll kind of be ready to go, but um, I I really just want to make sure that the quality is there and that it is, you know, fluent and and has a general vibe and everything makes sense. And I'm not sure that it's, it's ready yet. 
And I've talked with people recently when I was at the actually uh, the Country Music Association of Ontario Awards, and I talked with a few artists just about those people early on in their career who believed in them, and that is such an important time for someone to be there and to believe and, and get them through the starting times. And I know for you, Madeline, that it was Dan Swinimer, a writer and producer, and he basically discovered you and, and got you those first big breaks. Yeah, Dan Dan is a huge mentor of mine and I wouldn't be anywhere without him and um yeah, I'm very thankful. And and like you said, it's so incredibly powerful to have somebody believe in you as a new artist and have your back. You know, this this industry's crazy and there's a lot of people that say a lot of things and maybe aren't really have the best intentions, but he is such a kind person and it, it's always been about the love of music for him and um he held my hand through the craziest times and um we made really beautiful music together. Together and I'm so thankful for his influence and to have him like I'll never forget the moment he was like man like you are really good you can do this I believe in you and it really just wow. was so powerful to me at the time you really need that because I know as much as you believe in yourself and you know feel you can do it you really need that person especially someone in the business who can tell you, yeah, you've got this, and uh, I'm going to be there for you. Like, that's so crucial. Yeah, and, and you know, in your, your, have your mom that tells you that and has your friends that tell you that, but when somebody who you trust and look up to um, says right. that to you, it really, it was, it was so important for me and um like I said he had my back and he we played in coffee shops for nobody and bars with nobody in them and and wrote terrible songs and wrote great songs and really experimented um so much together that way and um I'll forever be thankful and he's kind of passing the torch and working with new artists as well today so I think he's really got a gift um for shaping developing new artists so what advice then, Madeline, would you give to someone who was in your position, uh, you know, those years ago, um, starting out writing songs, wanting to be an artist, if they're out there now, and maybe they haven't had a Dan Swinimer come along in their life, uh, what advice would you give them to stick at it and some things to help them be successful? Um, I mean, there's so many things that, you know, I wish I knew and that I'd I'd love to tell, like, up-and-coming people. Definitely sing wherever you can. And when I, you know, how I met Dan Swinner, I was being in the right place at the right time. And that's the truth. And that's kind of how it all started. And um, somewhere where I had played before, but the right person was in the room. And everybody says that, but it's so true. And so to take advantage of every moment. And when your moment does come, to be ready. Work hard. Be diligent every day. If this if this music thing isn't something that you think about work on every single day, then it's not going to work for you. And it, it, you have to work that hard. It's, it's such a tough industry. And just to take care of the music, make your live show really great, you know, make it quality, make the music you write really great. Just take care of the music and it'll take care of you. It's about the music after all. Sometimes it seems like it's about everything else, but it, it really is about the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll bet sometimes you can get lost in the business side of things and the overthinking, handling that. But uh, it comes down to those live shows and, and your audience is there and uh, they're going to fall in love with you at a live show if you're doing it right. Absolutely. It, it's, you know, you got to turn and you do have to be business savvy. And that was something that I, I wasn't, I was so young when I kind of started out and I'm definitely more inclined now, but um you know, you, you think of your live show as a product, and so make it amazing and invest your time, invest your finances, make it something that people want to buy. And I've really learned that these mm-hmm. last couple of years, and um, I'm really proud of my live show today. I think it's come a long way. 
and you are now officially an actress. You're in a movie, and we've talked about this before. It's, it came out this year, Country Crush. This is awesome. You're in it along with Jana Kramer and Monroe Chambers, Sophie Tweed-Simmons, to name a few of uh, the people in this uh, movie musical. Uh, tell me a bit about the experience with that. Uh, country Crush was a really, really cool experience. It's a, it's kind of like a family movie. It's a country musical, so um, it it had a little bit of the music involved. You know, when we were in the studio recording the soundtrack, that was, you know, um, comfortable for me, or we were filming kind of the singing parts, that was kind of comfortable for me. Uh, but the rest of it was very out of my comfort zone, and acting it was something I had never done before, and everyone else in the film was an actor, so I felt um, kind of like a fish out of water, but really dove into it. And I, it was one of the greatest experiences as a creative person that I've ever had. Wow. Did you get the acting bug uh, while you were doing it and thought, man, I want to try something else? I, I mean, I would definitely do it again. Um, I, I thought it was really eye-opening. Like I said, I was really challenged, and I learned so much, and I love that aspect of it. But it's not something that I'm – you know, going to pick over music or really going to, you know what I mean? Right. Kind of if, if, if the right role comes up or it comes across my table, I'm definitely going to, going to, going to take advantage of that. But I'm just really, I'm, I'm music is where my heart is. And I just want to be able to give all of myself to that. And the cool thing is we can see you do kind of acting and performing, of course, in your videos and over and over your most recent video, as, as in the other ones you've done, you know, you're very natural, on screen in front of the camera and uh, that must be fun i know videos are long days but the end result must be fun to look at yeah definitely i mean it's they're they're totally like the most bizarre experience because you spend a full day just like <laughs> staring into this camera like singing this song and there's a big crew of people and you feel kind of stupid the whole time but that like <laughs> the end product looks great <laughs> you got to have like no you you learn to let go of any insecurity that way. You kind of just have to dive right into it and and commit to the moment, you know, as silly as it feels to be like fake singing with, you know, 12 people staring at you. But <laughs> right. It's pretty fun. That's the thing. You do that, but then the end result when we watch it is like, wow, this is amazing. So you have to do that to get to that point, but uh, it ends up being great. Yeah, like like anything, when you're performing or in the video, like you try to make it as authentic and real and be in the moment of the song. And um, yeah, I live by that rule. Everything, every line that I sing, I want to feel it in my heart. And I, I try to portray that through mm. the music video as well. But I'd be lying if I said it didn't feel awkward, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blackjack okay. Billy has a song out there that you are featured on. You sound great on it, of course. It's called How to Get the Girl. Uh, what was it like working with uh, the boys from Blackjack Billy? So much fun. I love those guys. Um, I've worked with uh, the guitar player, Jeff Copeland, a couple times before and have written with him a bunch. And he, he just wanted me to, to try to – you know, gave me the song, and he's like, we'd love to hear you try to sing on it and hear what your voice sounds like, and it was a blast doing it, and um, like I said, I love those guys. We've got a show together coming up pretty soon here, um, so it should be interesting. <laughs> they're they're nice. a little bit of party animals. It'll be a good time. Change your wealth, cut of your hair. That's 
Have you had any uh, embarrassing or particularly funny moments on stage at this point, Madeline? <laughs> so many. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've almost fallen a lot, like, you know, rolling on cables. I love to, you know, sometimes I like to wear no shoes and sometimes I love to wear big heels. So you're always running the risk of right. toppling over. Um, my first gig <laughs> ever, actually, um, I played in a bar called the Railway Club. Uh, I was underage. I don't, I'm not sure how I got in there, but played the set. And um, before I even opened my mouth <laughs> to sing, I grabbed the microphone and hit myself in the face and cut my lip and ble- like was bleeding. Oh, whoa. My first gig ever. <laughs> yeah. And wow. yeah, I was mortified and just kind of told the audience, hey, guys, so I just like smoked myself in the face with this microphone. Now my lip is bleeding. Um, luckily, it was mostly my friends and family, and everyone was just, you know, killing themselves laughing at me. But it was pretty awful at the time. <laughs> I was like, I'm never singing debut. again. You're... I suck at it. 
I guess you got to roll with the punches. I, eh? I mean, almost literally a punch, a microphone, but uh, you got to yeah. go on with the show, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even if you punch yourself in the face, you got to go on with the show. <laughs> <laughs> After you get the Band-Aid or whatever you need to, to, to get yourself better. Well, speaking of the show going on, I mean, we, were, we just had the um, Country Music Association of Ontario Awards. Aaron Prichette obviously not from Ontario, but he was performing on the stage as a special guest. And his microphone, about halfway through uh, Dirt Road in him, the sound cut off. And so he just basically had the audience sing, because we all knew the song, of course. So he had the audience sing, and uh, he recovered. So that's that's an important thing to do. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's it was cool. happened, you know, like instruments go down, mics fail, like we've all seen it, it happens to everybody, you forget words, and it's, we're humans, and you know, technical stuff happens, and you just gotta, like you said, roll with the punches, and that was the perfect move to do, you know, everyone kind of helped him out in that Absolutely. situation. Exactly, yeah, you win the audience over by just kind of going with it, and uh, and ha- making the best of it, having fun. Uh, I want to turn to your brand new yeah. single now that is catching a lot of ears, Motel Flamingo, as you said, this got a cool 70s vibe, a, a hotel where all this stuff's going on. Uh, t- tell me maybe just a bit more about uh, maybe a line, a particular line or two from the song that you really enjoy. There's, there's so many aspects of it um, that I love. Um, you know, like the chorus is like, you know, wake up in a heart-shaped tub, stay cool in a lime green pool. And like I said, it's, it's all about storytelling, and it's so visual. You know, you're waking up in a heart heart-shaped tub and you're staying cool in a lime green pool and, and you're you're there instantly <laughs> at this at this kind of motel and um yeah. i just think that's so cool and and i um i didn't write that that song but like that is a type of writing that i love and i really admire let's hear it now it's brand new music from my guest madeline merlot here on in the country this is motel flamingo T-shirt and some ready eyes Rearview mirror, bounce some fuzzy dice Dollar tree bags in the back Full of beer and Doritos Velcro wall is full of fake IDs Seventeen going on seventeen Blowing out the bass in a bang bang El Camino All the way to that pink Neon sign of exit 139 A box in the window ain't working cheap as a KOA. And wild as we know, I still see that pink neon sign off exit one.
And that is Maple Ridge, British Columbia's own Madeline Merlot with her latest song called Motel Flamingo. That is a fun song, and that is available at iTunes. And, of course, I know that you would agree with this, Madeline. It's uh, really important, and it's uh, a great thing if our listeners can call their local country stations and say, hey, I want to hear this song, because requests make a big difference. Absolutely. It's everything, you know. um, The listeners of the radio station, I don't even know if they know how much power they have in Um, You know, every single song that gets on radio is researched to a certain level. And if a song researches well, they're going to play it. If it doesn't, then they're not. So, you know, reaching out to your station and letting them know that you want to hear a song that you love is so important. And, you know, all artists really appreciate that, especially especially Canadian Mm -hmm. artists as well. We're always we're always fighting to get played. So it's awesome. Exactly. That's the thing. Uh, there's only so much uh, space, uh, time on a Canadian country station. And, uh, yeah, Canadian artists really have to find their way into that, uh, into those positions. Absolutely. And, I mean, this has you know, been a conversation that we've all been talking to, talking about for a few years. But it's, it's hard as a female as well. And if you look on the charts, it's very, very uneven, um, the amounts of females and males. And so when someone, you know, calls in <laughs> and requests my song and, and a girl gets played, and if I'm listening to the radio and I hear Jess or Kira or whoever it is, you know, that's a great day for me. I'm always excited to hear a female because if you, if you listen, it's, a, it's more rare than you'd think. Exactly. That's something that I started to hear, see online or talk about that. And um, to me, I guess I didn't understand that because I like to listen to a male artist as well as a female if I like those particular artists. So it you know, really doesn't matter to me uh, what, uh, you know, male or female. But like you said, females really are having a tough time getting played. Yeah, as much as males. And nobody... Yeah, as much as males. And like I just said, it's it's very uneven. And, um, you know, I've listened to a a radio and next time you're in the car and there was like 40 men songs back to back to back and not a single female was played. And that's scourging, you know, it shouldn't be that uneven. It really should. There's really great, you Mm -hmm. know, females that are kicking butt and we've got awesome females doing really great stuff. So I I don't really get why that's still a thing, but Hopefully the you know yeah. the winds of change always kind of switch around you know in the 90s it was kind of girl power so hopefully the it kind of switches yep. back to that and can even out a little bit comes back around yeah that'd be awesome uh, on the songwriting front I know that is a big part of what you do Madeline can you pass on any uh, songwriting tips even if there's just one main one to someone out there who's somewhat of a new songwriter and something maybe they can incorporate 
uh, the next time they go to write a song? Um, I mean, I write off of, you know, my experiences and my friends' experiences, and I'm always prepared. I do a lot of co-writing in, you know, in Nashville, in Toronto, or wherever I am, and when you walk into a room, I'm, I love, you've got to be prepared and have, have ideas and have good ideas, so have kind of like a stockpile in your phone of ideas and concepts or maybe some melodies or lyrics that you've, you know, kind of started but, but hadn't, you know, completely gone into that song yet, and um just like trust your heart with that and don't be afraid to you know war paint was a scary song like writing it was so incredible and um i wasn't thinking in my head oh this isn't you know country enough or this might be too pop or this is anything but i was just true to the story and true to how i felt and um it was it was kind of a scary song to release into the world because it wasn't you know a Mm -hmm. traditional country song but um it was the most impactful and the most special to me so trust your heart and trust your gut and write music that you love and that's important to you that is great advice and of course you are coming up uh july 8th that's a saturday as part of cavendish beach music festival in pei uh, a big stage, three stages, in fact, with uh, huge names like Zach Brown Band, Little Big Town, Brothers Osborne. Tim Hicks is going to be there, the legendary Good Brothers, Gore Bamford, and on and on. Um, and our listeners can head to CavendishBeachMusic.com to get more information and all the tickets for that. And uh, Madeline, it's been such a pleasure once again to have you on the show and get to hear uh, some of your music and, and the stories behind them. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And our listeners can, of course, head to iTunes and YouTube to check out more about you and MadelineMerlot.com as well. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.